listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 71. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, amazing people, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women and women to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Alignment. Alignment, I believe, is a word that gets thrown around a lot, and at the same time, I personally feel gets pushed to the side in our oh-so-busy world. Yet being in alignment is so important. In fact, it's imperative for business success. On today's episode, I'm excited to have guest Susie here on the show talking about what is alignment, what are the components that make up alignment, what are the business benefits for being in alignment, and how does value, impact, purpose, and play equal business success? Susie will be joining me all the way from Mexico, so get your maracas ready, your tequila ready, and get ready to rock and roll. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is specifically sponsored by my new on-demand business masterclass, The Ultimate Four-Step Framework for Creating a Sustainable and Profitable Business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you'll learn my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting any more cash. I'm also going to teach you the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing a sustainable and profitable business. And I also touch upon what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, you can simply head to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson, and you'll be ready to rock and roll. For those of you that missed that link, again, it is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson, and we'll also have the link in the show notes. Welcome to the show, Susie. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I am super excited. I know, and we were both just giggling before we pressed record on the podcast because but at time of recording, it is the crack of dawn for Susie in Mexico, and it is butt crack at night here in Australia. So I think we're pushing 10.30 at night here, and I think you said it's 7.30 a.m. in Mexico for you, uh, Susie? Yeah. So yes, for oh, those... Yeah, the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> I know, the beauty of it and how we can still connect. And speaking of connections, I only just met you this year, really, Susie, when we were in San Diego for a two-day masterclass with uh, Caitlin Batcher. And during those two days, you and I were table buddies, and I just love listening to your passion about women in, in serving business and uh, women in business, your passion about leading with love too. Uh, I just love your energy. And you know, from that, after we came back from the master class over in San Diego, I reached out to you to get you on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I just knew that, that you've got so much to add to the podcast and to the listeners. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Oh, I cannot wait to share and yeah, share a little bit of my, I, I don't know, my, my little special juice with, <laughs> with your people. No, fantastic. Now, before we jump in the podcast into any episode, all of my guests, I'd like to a- ask a little bit of a fun question because I think it's important for the audience to get to know you, Susie, for who you are and not just your business hat. So the first question that I want to ask is, I know that you've just moved you and your family over to Mexico. 
And from what I can see from your uh, levels of awesomeness on your Instagram feed and your Facebook feed, having so much fun with your family, I'd love for you to share, us, share with us the most magical spot that you have found in Mexico to date with your family and why has it been so magical for you? Oh, there are so many magical spots. That is a tough one. But something that I did this week with my son and my friend who was visiting from Hawaii with her son, we went to check out the bioluminescence. And it is it was so, so beautiful. It was amazing, first of all, to have that time with my son because I've got three kids. And so with work, business, dog, husband, life. <laughs> Sometimes to get that quality time in is difficult. So it was amazing that it was just my son and I and her son and um, her. But we went out to a lagoon at about half past eight at night. So it was completely dark and then hopped into a boat and then uh, we just jumped into the lagoon in, yeah, in the pitch black and saw our bodies glow up like we were X-Men. It oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. amazing. It was incredible. It was just such a beautiful experience. We also saw a water snake and I was really like, I'm not <laughs> getting in that lagoon. And then my son dived in and I was like, no, come on, Sue, you've got to do this. And yeah, it was just, it was such a beautiful moment to share. So yes, if you ever come to Puerto Escondido in Mexico, which so far is my favorite place to be, then you definitely need to do a bioluminescence tour. It's one of the best in the world. We had like a hundred percent visibility. So it really, it was just like your whole body would glow. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Pretty magnificent. And I'm sure your son also equally shares that level of happiness and gratitude that he was able to spend that time with you. Because as you said, we are juggling a million things in our life and one-to-one quality of time with our kids and family naturally can be difficult. So I could only imagine that yeah. he was just stoked to be able to be with you. Yeah, I think so. I felt that. I really felt it. it now for the listeners out there, they're like, okay, Ange, Susie doesn't really sound like she's from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Australia. And so let's kind of give him a little bit of background about Susie, about where you're from, um, how you ended up in Mexico, I guess, and just a little bit about, you know, where you're at in business right now. Yeah. So you would be right if you had, if you had detected that I didn't have an Australian accent <laughs> because I am from the UK. I was born and bred. And whilst I've done quite a bit of traveling when I was younger, um, uh, I hadn't really left the country since I was about 24 so I've just I turned 40 in October last year and at about I don't know it was about March April time my husband looked at me and said do you fancy a year in the sun and I was like um, um yeah <laughs> of course Heck yeah and so we literally it was like finger on the map and it was like, well, where's hot most of the year? And there were a few countries that came up and Mexico was one of them. So we then did a recce in the November and we went to a place called La Paz, um, which is just kind of, if you're in the States, just below California. And we met a really super cool, good looking <laughs> <laughs> surfer guy 
And we spent about an hour and a half with this guy talking about surf, talking about the waves. And I'm not somebody who loves the water so much. And by the end of this conversation, I was like, I'm going to surf every single day. <laughs> he was just, he was so um, magnetic and romantic. But he also said, if you love it here, you need to check out Puerto Escondido. The surf is better. Um, the people are more chill. It's less Americanized. And I think that you would really vibe there. And so uh, we took his word for it. And we went home. We booked some tickets to Puerto. And in January 2019, we got on a plane. Well, first myself and the older two children got on a plane and headed out here. And then uh, my husband, our youngest, and our dog followed a week later. And the rest is history. We've been here for six months so far. And it's great to have been able to build a business that has enabled us to live this life, which is ultimately what I am all about. It's helping women to achieve economic freedom in their business so that they can live a life without limitations whilst doing good shit in the world. Dude, fantastic. And you... And you have a bunch of different, and we can talk a little, bit, a little bit later, but you have different programs that women can get into, you know, and all that yeah. levels of goodness that, again, you're able to do remotely no matter where you are in the world. Yeah, yeah. Which, how, again, and oh, I think we're doing it. And I think so for, you know, I talk to women and I think they go, especially women with kids, right? You know, that, oh, I don't know if I yeah. could do this. And I, you know, I don't know if I could do this, but it's like, you really, I, 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 I say this often in the podcast, but people have choices. Anyone can do anything they want. You just have to choose to do it and you've got to make it work. Now, it might not always be easy. Like I'm sure you had to either sell stuff or put stuff in storage or, you know, it's not like, you know, it's necessarily a picnic in the park. But once you get there, you can really, again, you can do anything you really want to do. Do you know what really bugs me is that I hear so many times about women in business, the ones who are really successful, they don't have kids. And it's like, yes, we have lots of examples of women in business who are very successful who don't have kids, but we are, the mums are doing it as well. And yes, we have different challenges. And I think that when we are working with people and choosing who our mentors are, I think that it can be a real advantage in working with women who have children because we have a different understanding of what's showing up has to mean because that has to work around our families totally really I want to be that example because I think that too many people the story that the most common narrative is is that you have to wait until your kids are um, in high school 15 16 basically self-sufficient until you can build a business and I don't believe that is the case and I also don't believe that you have to sacrifice your family in order for that to be the case either. Listen, you're speaking my language and I totally appreciate, you know, you having that conversation with us because it is something that I too, I, I notice that at different events where it's, you know, male heavy uh, events, mm. um, there are women, there's not a lot of women in my bracket where they're, do you know what I mean, have kids, small kids, or I often get asked, well, you know, how are you able to go? Like I'm about to head to the male dives for my mastermind mm. class and or you went to America, how did you do this? I was like, I just made it work, right? And then they're like, but yeah. th didn't you get guilty that, that you're leaving your kids? And I'm like, listen, I, I, I think that's, again, a story we make up because that's what, we've, yeah. our, 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 what we're told in society that the mom needs to be at home. 
But I'm yeah. a believer that I can, I can equally be a good mom as I can equally be a good businesswoman. Um, exactly. And I can equally, you know, still feel guilty, but also feel excited about the adventure that's going to happen. Um, and I also think for both my son and for Chloe, that as I've talked about in other episodes, is that I'm role modeling to Chloe, for example, yeah. that I can do both of these things if I choose to. I'm not saying that she has to, but she can if she chooses. But I'm also showing my son Finley. My husband does a lot, you know, um, yeah. supports me a lot. And I will always give my husband credit for that. But to show Finley that a, a dad can take you to school, a dad can pack your lunch, a dad can tuck you in, and a dad can read you a storybook. He and also, and as I say, he is a sperm donor. Okay. So um, there is an element of like, I hear people, oh, that was so nice of your husband to babysit your kids. No, no he's not. No, dude, he's the sperm sure. donor. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> uh, he agreed, we both agreed to tango and this is what happens when yeah. you tango, you know? So no, thank you for that. Because I think it is something that there's a story or a belief, you know, that goes around with um, many women who think that, again, they can't have this, um, you know, balance. And I don't use the word balance lightly because I do think balance is a bit of a bullshit word at times. Yeah. It's, I do think that you can choose um, to, to have both if that's what you want. The way that I um, talk around balance is really its presence. And for me, that is my ultimate measure of success. And it's something that I am working on all of the time. I do not have it figured out. But if I can be present when I'm with my kids, and I, if I can be present when I'm with my husband, when I, if I can be present when I'm supposed to be working in my business and not trying to do all of the things at the same time, then I feel like I'm winning. Mm-hmm. I like that. In presence versus balance. I could see yeah. another potential podcast episode there, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> yeah, listen, I was just watching one of your uh, Facebook lives recently and it was about alignment. And I think this is also something that we don't talk often enough about because as women in business, uh, kids are no kids. We are busy juggling everything and everyone. And I think something, uh, I, I personally feel like this alignment conversation gets missed frequently. Again, we're happy to take our car for a service. We're happy to t- take our kids for whatever they need. But I think we forget about our own alignment, both just in life in general, but also in business. And I think it is vital for the for business growth and individual growth to always be tuning into your alignment. In fact, one of the things you stated on your live was something along the lines like when you're aligned, you see results in how many, how many clients you're attracting and ultimately how much money you're making, uh, which is interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about that later, but can you just start off by defining what alignment means to you so that we're on the same page for the rest of the episode? Yeah, sure. So in very practical terms for me is alignment is that you are taking the steps and you are speaking the words that allow you to be the person that you say that you want to be and create the results that you want to create. From a very practical level, that is what alignment is. I think, I don't know how woo your audience are, but if for the more woo people to take that to the next level is that alignment is that you're vibrating at the same frequency as your as the highest vision that you have for yourself um, um so the two are slightly different but like if you want to keep it uber practical it's just you're taking the steps and you're speaking the words that allow you to be the person that you say that you want to be and get the results that you say that you want to get 
And with that, because I would say the majority of my audience is more practical than woo-woo. I think we all have a bit of woo in us, but I wouldn't say woo-woo in us, all right? I'd say we're probably more practical wooers. Um, So of the alignment, if we keep it at that simple terminology, what are the key components that make up alignment then, if we were to kind of dissect it a little bit? Yeah, so first of all, I think it's really, step one is knowing what you want and being unapologetic about saying this is what I desire Uh you can't have alignment if you don't know where you're going Um, uh, the second step is really what I've just said so taking action on a daily basis towards what it is that you say that you want Um, step three is releasing anything that no longer serves that bigger mission you know, stopping associations with people who no longer serve that bigger mission. Um, um, and then step four is actually being open to receiving it. So when it turns up, when the client who wants to pay you, when the podcast inv- um, invitation happens, you being available to say yes to it. Those are the four key steps. And I think also too interesting that on your step three about being able to release things that no longer serve you. And I think I saw either on one of your Instagram posts or was somewhere I was reading about, you know, like unfollowing people who no longer do mm. you good. And it doesn't mean that you don't like them anymore. It doesn't mean that yeah. you don't care for them. It's just going, they no longer serve you in the way that they need to. And it's almost like, would you say that people... Um, you're not allowing yourself, everything's so cluttered because you're following everyone, trying to please everyone, et cetera. Whereas if you release some of that clutter, it will open up for other opportunities. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you've just, you've said exactly how I would say it. And I think the other thing is, is that our energy, you know, alignment and energy are absolutely intertwined. And when you are engaging in activities that drain you, when you are surrounding yourself by people that drain you, when your environment drains you, it's really, really difficult for you to take positive action towards your goals. And so just from a very practical perspective, it's like, is this taking me one step closer or one step further away? Is this moving me forward or not? If it's not moving you forward, let it go. Like, what's the point in doing it? Yeah. And I think there's a, a bit of fear for women around that, right? Like mm-hmm. if I do this, what will they, what will they think? And I know, for example, I probably just went out of, I don't know, 50 Facebook groups over the last month. And some of yeah. some friends have reached out to me going like, Andrew, we went to Tegi and we noticed you're not in there. Have I offended you? Have I done this? And there's, yeah. there's this, we jumped to the negative so quickly, like, oh my goodness, they no yeah. longer like me. And I had nothing to do with, nothing to do with it. I just listened. I had to do a big dump, a big cleanse because stuff was just showing up in my feed. I was getting distracted. I wasn't being you know, as efficient and productive as I could be. So for my own thing, it had nothing to do. They had done nothing to me, but it no longer served me. It was cluttering up everything in my brain. I was getting distracted. So I just had to let it go. I still, you know, I still stay in touch with them in other ways, but it was, there's some things that I just needed to let go. Yeah. And this is what step one is, knowing what you want and being unapologetic about it. Yep, I like that. Unapologetic. Yeah, we feel that we have to ask for permission. We worry about judgment of 
wanting the dreams that we have. And what that means for a lot of people is that you end up living a life or building a business that isn't actually what it is that you want. You're doing it because you think that it's what you should do. Doing it because what Jenny from you know Jenny from the block is doing it (laughs) because you think that that's what you need to do to gain approval. And when you are building a business in that way or living your life in that way, I think that that's when it feels hard. I think that that's when you have the capacity to wake up after working really hard on things for five years and saying, "What the hell am I doing?" Mm-hmm. and then about? again I would say that again in those instances businesses are probably also struggling emotionally financially you know and a variety of yeah. other there's like a ripple effect you could almost say now yeah. when we look at the alignment and the definition that you gave us and we looked at you know some of the key components that make up alignment I can only assume that there's multiple benefits uh, that come from staying true to yourself but equally staying aligned can you talk to us a little bit about what those benefits are when you start going through these steps that you've identified and really honing in on that? Yeah, I think that the biggest benefit is that you are living an authentic life. And I think that no matter how much, whether you do a lot of personal development work or not, on a day-to-day basis, we feel good or we feel not good. Mm-hmm. and when you know that when you are living in alignment more days than not you wake up feeling good and for those of you who are like good is good but great is better (laughs) (laughs) you know the more you are living into what um, you desire and you're really honoring that the, the more days you wake up feeling great and I think that that's the biggest benefit like we go into business because from for most of the people in my community they are caring individuals who want to make a big impact in the world and they want to give back and they want to be of service and I think that that is super super important but underneath that is a desire to be happy mm-hmm. you can give all that you want and be of service but if you wake up in the morning and feel depleted feel resentful feel like living somebody else's life then you've only got a limited amount of time you can do that for before things start to crumble so the one thing that underpins living in alignment and why it's possible why it's important to be living in alignment is that happiness piece and it's not to say that then you're happy every single day and bad things don't happen and challenges don't happen of course they do but ultimately, when you are living into your highest purpose, when you're living into alignment, then you feel great. Now, when you feel great, you tend to be more magnetic when it comes to attracting more clients and earning more money. Um, uh, things just tend to flow so much more um, easily. Did I ask your question there? You know, 100%. And I think that's the thing is that, again, we start, it's like that, you know, when we were kids and, or I was kid, when I was a kid in science class and you would play with the magnets and then you would like repel, you know, everything with the magnet and then things that would stick. And I think it is very true that, you know, in our life, we do the same thing, whether or not we're conscious of it or unconscious of it. Um, And I think it is important that people start to become more and more in tune with 
themselves, where they're aligned, where they're sitting, what they need to change. Because I'm really big about business is great and you can take all the strategy you want, but I believe successful business owners, so much of it comes down to mindset. Um, And it's this mindset where I think is where mindset and alignment go hand in hand as far as I'm concerned and that you really can't have one without the other. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, absolutely. You have to, in order for you to live your life in alignment, you have to have a mindset that says you have permission to do that in the first place. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, no. Now listen, on your live, now we're talking about alignment in life in general, but for the purposes of this, I want to take it one step further. And this is what you talked about in your live video is you talked about four, four components that you have found with working with women in business that kind of lead to more of a business success. Am I, am I framing that right, Susie? And that yeah, these yeah. four components is something that women in business really need to on top of their day-to-day alignment, but in order to be successful in business, need to be checking in. Because if you start to not really look at these four components, they, it could have detrimental impacts on your business. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what those specific four components of alignment for business success look like, if you don't mind. Yeah. So the first is living in alignment with your purpose. So are you doing the thing that you are supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, my purpose is living a life without limitation. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about my, how I show up in my business, the question that I'm asking myself on a daily basis is how can I reduce the amount I'm limiting myself? Or mm-hmm. am I making this decision based on... Um, um, so for me, living a life without limitations means saying yes to the things that I want to say yes to and no to the things that I want to say no to. Mm-hmm. And so when I am looking at my business on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, am I living in alignment with that purpose? Mm-hmm. Am I finding myself saying yes because I'm worried about what somebody thinks of me? Or am I saying no because I'm scared? This is a big thing when it comes to investing in yourself and in business. Like if Am I living in a place of fear and scarcity and worried about how I'm going to be able to make this up? Or am I going for it because I absolutely know that if I take that step, then it's going to take me one step closer to fulfilling my big vision. So are you living your life on purpose? Purpose. Um, um, yeah, so that's the first one. Are you going to say something then? No, no, no. So, yep. So, yep. So, purpose is like key because it's kind of like going to lead us into the other three. Because if you don't understand what your purpose is and are you staying true to what you're doing every day with your business purpose, then obviously things are going to start to falter. So, what would be the next component of that alignment part? So, the next piece is value. And there are two elements to this this is the value that you place on yourself, like how much, you know, what's your self worth? What is your self, uh, self-esteem? Um, do you value yourself as an individual? And then the second part of that is how much value are you putting into the world? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and those two are incredibly important. And I think that where often I think that women run particularly women, run into um, difficulty is that we connect our value with our 
output and mm. the two are separate so i've given you two elements those the two elements of value but they're not combined so where we want to get to in a place is really understanding that my worth and my value are absolutely independent to my output mm -hmm. and the reason that that is important is that the more we understand that regardless of my success regardless of how much money i've got in the bank regardless of how many clients i book today I am a valuable human being. I was born valuable. And what I say often to my clients is, you think about when you had your baby, your baby came out and they have inherent value. You don't say, when you can speak, I'm going to love you more. <laughs> when you can walk, I'm going to love you more. They're just enough as they are. And we were all that baby. And when you are able to be really, really clear on that, it makes making decisions in your business way easier because you become less attached to whether you are making the right or wrong decision. Like a lot of the time, we are held back from moving forward. We spend way too long working out whether it's the right decision or not because we think if I get this wrong, my inherent value then goes through the floor. Mm -hmm. And when you can take that away, God, it makes it much easier. It's like, I'm going to do this because it feels like it's taking me one step closer because it feels good because this, I think, is going to take me one step closer to my vision. But if it doesn't work, I'm just going to try something else. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it lightens everything up. So that is, that's just really important, our own self-worth and value. And then secondly, when it comes to us making more money in the world, that is to do with output mm -hmm. and what, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean a huge volume. I, you know, I talk about charging and pricing based on transformation, but make sure that if you've got a package that you're putting out there for $2,000 or $5,000, that you in your heart know that the value that the person is getting is going to be $10,000 or $15,000. Or when you're doing a Facebook Live, you're not just doing a Facebook Live for the sake of doing it. You're doing it because you want to create a mini transformation for anybody who's watching. Mm -hmm. And the more value you can put out in the world like that, the more you, the more you can charge, basically, the more income you're going to make. Yeah, and I also think there's a great book, The Go-Giver. Have you ever read that book, Susie? I haven't, actually. The Go-Giver. I've read it like 900 times, but he also talks yeah. about the importance of just giving in value first, do you know what I mean? And eventually yeah. you will receive it back, right? And so, yeah. so many people I think are always like, oh, how can I flip the next dollar? How can I do this? How can I do that? Where he talks about leading, similar with love, like kind of what Jada Selner would talk about, but he talks more about yeah. like leading through value and generosity. And if you can just treat people like humans, you know, the, you will you will receive it. Um, it will like good things will happen. Right. And so, I mean, that's really it in a nutshell, but I would highly recommend for those that haven't read the book, the go-giver, absolutely brilliant book. Um, but yeah, but similar to like that value is that, you know, you know, deep in your heart that you're giving value, whether or not it's a Facebook live and you're just adding something like it's, it, you need to genuinely be adding value to people's lives. Then I think just, I think so many times businesses are too concerned about, well, I did a live and I ticked the box, but they're, they're forgetting about what goes behind that live. How does it impact on people? And I guess, uh, one of the other components I think you're going to talk about is impact. 
Yeah, what's the impact? Are you living into your fullest impact? So what I mean by that is, are you, how are you showing up? Mm-hmm. Like, are you only, if you can imagine like a rung of a ladder, are you on rung one when you know that you can be on rung number five? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going all in on yourself and how you know that you can help people the impact of the work that you are doing and again that doesn't mean to say that unless you are talking on global stages and you know being on the you know being on um, a keynote speaker at a fest it's not just that of course that that's one side of it but when you show up and you're looking at the work that you're doing with your clients how grounded are you how confident do you feel in the impact that you are making on each individual person's life? And I think that when you feel really great about that um, and you are playing all in, again, that's reflected in the success, business success, financial success, um, the number of clients, the types, the quality of transformation that you are able to facilitate. Does that make sense? No, 100%. And I think, again, there's impact, I think, also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Susie, but we can have impact with our clients. But I also think that sometimes we forget about the other impact that we can make because of the audience or stage that we may have, whether or not that's a blog, whether or not that's a podcast, whether or not that's doing a live. Um, You know, for me, my impact is is that I have a voice to talk about business, but mental health is also very close to my heart, not Mm. only because I'm a mental health clinician of 15 years, but I've also had depression and anxiety myself. And, uh, you know, so I also look at impact about that I'm able to have on other people from a business point, but what other impact can I have that's not directly related to business? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, totally. And one of the other things that you talk about as a key component, and this is actually my favorite one, I've actually been thinking about it since I've heard your live, Mm -hmm. um, is the importance of, what's your final component? play yes and even more than play now I think I would say pleasure I think that the world the entrepreneurial world let's be really real can be tough Mm -hmm. you know particularly as a woman in business particularly if you are um, um the key breadwinner particularly just working it all out like the learning curve from just starting out to getting your first client is high And so we can just, there is a tendency for us to just all work and no play Mm -hmm. makes, what do they say? All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And it's like, I really, really, how can you lighten it up? How much play can you have in your business? How much pleasure can you create in your business? And how much pleasure and play are you having outside of work? And it is no surprise to me that whenever I get on a plane, that is, you know, and if there's no Wi-Fi and you're just chilling, it's like that's when the inspiration comes. That's when the creativity comes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're able to, for me, it's going to the ocean. It's like hearing the waves, being in real appreciation for like, oh, this is amazing. Like, let's look up and smell the roses. Let's look to see where we can increase more playfulness and more pleasure into what it is that we are doing. 
because it's that energy that um, opens the space for the creative thinking. Not when you are stuck behind your computer screen, not when you are trying to force your way through a problem. So Einstein is the person who said you cannot come up with the answer um, to a, what's it, how do, how do you, you know the quote I want to say, you can't create the solution from the same energy that the problem um, has originated from. And Which so is so true. Take a, yeah, take a step back. And as soon as you start to relax, you know, I'm, my background, I started off as a hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. And, you know, it's in hypnosis. What do you do? You are deeply relaxing somebody. And when somebody is deeply relaxed, that's when it is easier to make the, um, the change, the rewire the brain, mm-hmm. start thinking differently, start acting differently. It's the same in real life. We don't have to go into self-hypnosis. We can just relax and play. And not only does that make our business way more enjoyable, um, um, it makes us it makes us not business balls. <laughs> and I know like the saying goes, you know, like how many times you'll speak with someone, oh, I was in the shower and I had this great idea. Oh, I was yeah. in the shower and I had this great idea. It's because, I mean, yes, you can have TVs in your showers and I know people that do that. And yes, you can now like write stuff down in showers and all that. I get that. And there'll be some people shaking their heads going, yes, they do that. But the majority yeah. of us probably don't have that. All right. And we're just in the shower. We're washing our hair, we're shaving our legs, whatever. All right. But the reality of it is, is how many times we're like, oh man, that's a great idea. Oh man, that's a great idea. Because yeah. you allowed yourself the ability to relax, be present, be in the moment. And th- that creativity just flows literally like the water that you're, you know what I mean, in the shower with. So I think it's super important. I know I just did a event here in Brisbane and I took a bit of a risk, but it, because basically what you're saying there, Susie, is that I believe business owners are not having the ability to take time out for themselves from a self-care perspective, but even one step yeah. further, the ability to just, again, smile and laugh. I think people are taking it yeah. so serious that they've lost the ability to belly laugh, etc. So I took a risk on it and it was the most best feedback I've had in regards. So it was just a three-hour event here in Brisbane and I rented out an entire movie cinema and what I did is we just did like this really cool energizer that I do, icebreaker, you could say. Then we went into the actual movie theater and I did my presentation as they sat in reclinable seats to mean watching me talk. Mm. We had a quick little break and then we watched a hour and a half movie, The Hustle. Now, the, the comments and the feedback that I had post-survey was, oh my goodness, Angela, I really felt guilty at the beginning of the movie because I was sitting there taking time away from my business, yeah. um, but it was exactly what I needed. Thank you so much for doing something different. Um, you yeah. know, thank you for giving me the chance to just to laugh and be around other women who are laughing. I haven't been to the movies in months, right? So it was really something, again, I still incorporate learning, but I still uh, incorporated the connectiveness with the women, but I took it one step further about that self-care and that playfulness again. And uh, yeah, it was super, it was great to you mean, see these women, you know, and hear their stories post the event on how that impacted them. And it's something so simple, like it's not, it wasn't rocket science, right? Um, but it was going against what everyone else is saying, like the Instagram memes, you got to hustle, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm not saying that we, you and I haven't worked hard to get where we're at, but not at the detriment of everything else. And I think that's important. Now for those Um, who, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I love the fact that what really struck me about what you just said is that it's experiential and in order, in, my belief is that in order to make the quantum leaps that you see people making with ease, with grace and alignment, we have to get out of our heads more and into our bodies. And 
how we do that is through tangible kinetic experiences and so that's what you did that's what you helped to facilitate and created with that cinema experience so it doesn't surprise me that you've got that amazing feedback it's the same reason that we go on retreats and all of that good stuff so yeah I've no, no, and it was so, it was just like, again, it was, you just felt like people are laughing and talking, you know how it is. I mean, listen, you go to a lot of these events too, and it's just, again, people, again, they shouldn't have to give themselves permission, but I think, again, in the world where we are so, um, what's the word, climatized isn't the right word I'm looking for, like, we're, it's so ingrained in us that we have to do certain things a certain way, that we have to unwire ourselves to do things differently in that, and give ourselves permission that it's okay to do that, um, even though we shouldn't have to give ourselves permission. Uh, the reality of it is, is like, we just have to embrace and go with our own gut instinct, go with what, you know, like you said, go back to what our purpose is, what our value is, what feels good, what our alignment is. And that's where, again, I think people get a little bit out of alignment, which I guess kind of leads me to my next question, Susie, is for those women out there, obviously we've got alignment collectively, which we've talked about, but then we've talked about the four components also of alignment around having that successful business, which you've talked about is you know, the value, your purpose, uh, impact and playing, uh, like playing and pleasure. But for those women out there, what is a simple test that they could potentially do just to kind of check with themselves on their own alignment around those four components? So there's two things. So the first thing is checking with how you feel. And I know that that is, um, uh, that might sound like a uh, glib thing to say, but how many times does somebody say, how are you? And you say, fine. And I think that that answer, that fine, it's like, I'm not great. I'm not, you know, you're used to living at a low, with a low level of anxiety, a low level of discomfort, a low level of dis-ease. And by checking in consciously, how do I feel? Ultimately, we should be waking up and feeling good feeling excited about what is coming next because we are striding daily towards our big vision and if we're not if we're waking up and we're not feeling good and we're not feeling great and we're just feeling meh or worse or worse then that is a huge sign that we are not living in alignment and then secondly it's look at the results Look at the results that you are getting in your life. And if you are way out of the park when it comes to the results that you are living versus the results that you are wanting, that's a huge sign that you are out of alignment. Or if you're getting the results and you're still feeling there, you are living, often you are living someone else's purpose rather than your own. So it's, how do you feel on a daily basis and then looking at the results and then coming back to how you feel. And when you look at the results, could they also do go one step further? I think in your video, you talked to them about doing like a scale test, one to 10 and checking in and giving it a number and monitoring it. I think that's what you're talking about, Susie. Yeah. So which is stupid. And I think this is results and also how, how you feel. So if 10 is the best, or 10 is the closest you can be to this is absolutely living on purpose, and one is the furthest away, where are you feeling on a daily basis? You know, for me, you want to be up around, it's, it's totally normal, and I have to say, 
I have bad days and alignment doesn't mean that everything is hunky-dory <laughs> totally. all the time. And this also feels really important to say, I shared a story in my newsletter last week about being in Colombia and cliff jumping. And I've already said it, I'm not very um, um, great with the water. And I ended up jumping off the side of a cliff. Now, the preamble to this is that the day before when I'd been in the water, I'd hated it. I'd made a whole big drama about it. Everybody knew about the drama. Nobody thought I was going to be jumping off the cliff. But because I was in a boat with a guy called Glenn Ledwell, who's the co-founder of um, um, an Australian brand called Mind Movies, mm-hmm. um, he was not allowing me to live into my fear, basically. And because he, his highest vision for me and for the boat was that we were all going to jump off, I did it. And that did not feel comfortable. It felt really, really uncomfortable right up until the minute I, I actually jumped off the cliff. And so the alignment piece doesn't always mean that the steps you are going to take feel easy. It doesn't always mean that the steps you are going to make um, uh, don't make you feel anxious or scared, but it's about what is going to take you one step closer to your overall mission. And my overall mission is to live a life without limitations. So am I not going to jump off because I'm scared or am I going to jump off because actually I believe that that is a massive breakthrough that is going to enhance my life rather than take me one step further away from it. And so that feels with the scaling, I just, I don't want people to think that unless it feels good, that um, um, then, I, then, I, then I don't do it. Alignment doesn't always feel good. Right, so they're saying they're going, okay, I'm going to look at a scale of one to 10, where I think you said one is, do you mean you got some work to do? 10, you're, you're kind of nailing it. Yeah. They're like, oh, play today. Womp, womp. I was at a negative zero. And then they're like, oh my God, I'm so bad. My life sucks. I didn't do any play today. It's, it's, it's not about a test of, do you mean to make you feel like shit? It's about making you aware because when you're aware, yeah. you have choices and you can make change. So I think yeah. and this comes down to that mindset for those that are listening out there is you have choices. Like you can go, okay, great. I actually didn't have play today. And that's okay. But tomorrow I'm going to be more mindful of it. I'm going to check yeah. with it and I can make choices then. It's about rewiring your brain and just being consciously aware of the decisions that you're making. Yes. Yeah, totally. And small incremental changes. So instead he wins a race. <laughs> well, and like I say all this, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. That took time. It yeah. took energy. Um, I know since leaving Caitlin's mastermind, one of the things she did on that well, uh, the last day was around like, you know, your mindfulness and saying 10 phrases, saying six phrases every day, 10 times, I think two times a day. And I've been doing that since I've coming back. And it is, it, it's something so simple, but the rewriting of my brain, it just now becomes naturally, but every day, like I'll get off the phone tonight with or the podcast. It's about 11, 10 here now in Brisbane. And I do this thing every single night. I walk around my house for 15 minutes and I not only get exercise, but I repeat this, you know, I mean, mindfulness stuff that Caitlin taught us every single night. And it's been game changer. I've been doing it since March when I came back. And it is again, but it's taken time. And yes, some days I don't get to it just because I might be in the middle of the air somewhere flying um, or whatever. But 
uh, I, I don't beat myself up about it. I just go, okay, I didn't do it yesterday. That's okay. But I have done it for these other three and a half months or four and a half months. So um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. changed. Do you know what I mean? It takes time and we're never perfect. It's, it's, it's always, I always say done is better than perfect. Yeah. And I think that what we focus on expands and that's why that stuff works. I think that you train, even train your brain to look for evidence that is supportive of you, or you can train your brain to look for evidence that you're no good and you're never going to succeed and everything, everything's crap and which is more helpful. And my, I'm always like, is this a helpful thought? Is this, is this helpful? And if the answer is no, then I put a pin in it. Yeah, put a pin in it, be done with it. Now, for yeah. those women that are uh, and gentlemen that are out here listening, just like we review our goals on a potentially monthly, quarterly, depending on what you do, yearly basis, just like we have a business strategy, how important do you think it is to constantly being reviewing your alignment, your alignment generally, and then obviously the four components of business alignment that we talked about today? So... You are choosing alignment on a minute by minute basis, mm-hmm. you know, and I, the first time I said, a client said to me the other day, the first time you said that to me, I wanted to punch you in the face. <laughs> I, <was> like, <gasps> I know it's annoying um, or it can, it, the thing is you can have the attitude that that is annoying and it's too much. Um, or you can have the attitude that my mission and my vision for who I want to be as a person and who I want to, what I want to create in the world, that's important to me. And it is way too easy to not be, to be taking actions that are out of alignment with ourselves, with our integrity, because we are fearful. And so, yeah, for sure, at the very minimum, on a day-to-day basis, you want to be asking yourself, how do I feel? But for me, every time I'm making a decision, I'm asking myself, does this feel in alignment with my big vision or not? And when you start asking yourself that, um, whilst you, of course, will still make decisions that are based out of fear um, and um, scarcity, it makes it harder because you've shone a light on it. Mm-hmm. And then do you something insight to it? Sorry, say that again. You have insight to it, like because you know, kind of the yeah. same, like out of sight, out of mind. Whereas the more you yeah. practice this, the more you're in tune with your alignment, the more it will just become, you know, I mean, second nature. Um, yeah. And it gives that insight, and you can make informed decisions. So it's like the more present it is, the more helpful it's going to be. So if you do that every day, and like you said, get to it every minute, then the the positive impact is going to be so great. Exactly, it's like a snowball. It's a muscle that you are. In a snowball or a muscle, and the more you stretch it, um, the more powerful it becomes. No, fantastic. This has been super, super helpful, not only for me, because I always learn from all my guests, but also I'm assuming for all the listeners out there. But one, I've got two final questions, Susie, before we wrap up. And one is, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started in business? Oh, um... What, what I wish I'd known when I first started is that the blueprints and templates are definitely important, but you always have to find the one that is aligned to you. Like if it was just one way, if it was just one thing, then everybody would be doing it and we're all doing it differently. Yep. No, fantastic. And for those listeners, 
who want to get a nice piece of awesomeness with Susie, how can they find you? Where are you? You know, do you have any new projects coming up? Anything being released? What can you, what can you let us in on? Yeah, so I don't know when this is going to be airing, but in September, I start a really exciting new project called The One Incubator, where I work with a group of women in a group coaching environment. So we hang out on Zoom every week where I we focus on one thing to really make you the one person that leaves your dreamboat client saying, I've got to work with her. And as I said, it's over a 90-day period, and it's about making sure that people finish 2019 in the best possible shape ever to really springboard into what is going to be an incredible decade because we're going into 2020 and it's about setting you up so that you are, yeah, you are ready to fly at the beginning um, of the year. So the one is coming up and then I do retreats and I've got my messaging, there's, there's lots. So you can come out, you can find me on um, Susie underscore Ashworth on Instagram and Susie Ashworth too on Facebook. Um, um, or you can sign up for my abundance blockers. So things that get in the way of you really um, receiving as much as you can receive at my website, which is susieashworth.com. Fantastic. And for the rest of you, please just remember that we will have all of these links in the show notes, which will be, uh, and also the transcription, which we'll have at AngelaHenderson.com.au. So don't worry if you weren't able to get all those, we'll make sure that we have the links in the show notes. uh, And like I said, the transcription uh, later on. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. At the time of recording, we've just hit 6,000 members. It's a super active, very fun and engaging community. So make sure you join us over there at the Australian Business Collaborative. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous day or night, depending on when you're you're listening to this. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thank you so much, Susie. I hope you have a brilliant day over in Mexico and I look forward to connecting again with you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au